0: Hello and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that explores compelling themes and some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Chris. I'm Brittany. On this episode, we'll be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender through the theme of doubt.
1: Yeah. It's
0: very exciting. A new a new property for us. hmm And uh, an amazing one. Definitely. Um, we talked about it off mic, but we, we agreed that we will cover Korra if we desire to, mm-hmm. but our fandom, for sure, is more in the Avatar stage than for Korra. Yeah. Korra's great, but yeah. Avatar is amazing.
1: Where our heart is.
0: Absolutely. Um, and I think, so today we'll see we'll see kind of what we focus on, but um, that is what the, the plan is. And so we're going to start today with a quote from possibly the most quotable person in Avatar, uh, Iroh. Or in... In life. In life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this quote is from book two of Avatar The Last Airbender, episode 15, Tales of Ba Sing Se. And it's said by Iroh to a man who tried to mug him, who he's trying to kind of help to be a better, more productive citizen, I guess, of Ba Sing Se. <laughs> and he says...
1: While it is always best to believe in oneself, a little help from others can be a great blessing.
0: Yeah, so I, I very much take this to mean, you know... If you doubt yourself, that's okay, right? You should believe in yourself, but if you do doubt yourself when others believe in you, it can make you stop doubting yourself so
2: much.
1: Yeah, because I think it's it's great if we can be confident in ourselves, mm-hmm. but sometimes depending on what background we came from, depending on who we've had in our lives and setbacks, you know, any number of things, like it really can be helpful to have friends that can help you get back to a more confident state. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we should move on to the character, which is on me this week. Yeah. So the character I brought is Zuko.
2: Yay! Who
0: is one of the best characters, but also, I think, really exemplifies this theme so much. Mm -hmm. um, Because throughout Avatar, he doubts himself so much. Mm -hmm. And he feels like he needs to prove himself to other people because he has no confidence in what he believes and what he wants, you know? Mm And I think that especially in season two and season three, where he doesn't have a clear mission, but instead he's trying to find his own way, um, the doubt really builds in him and it eats at him. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, through book two, when he's living with Iroh, he doubts that he's doing the honorable thing. But then mm-hmm. in book three, after he's turned on Iro and he has everything he's wanted, you know, he's he you know talks about this on the beach in uh, the Ember City stories um, yeah. episode. You know, he mentions how even though he has everything that he wants, he stills angry, and mm-hmm. he's angry at himself because he doesn't know what he's doing is right. You know, and it comes out that obviously what he was doing was not right. Mm-hmm. But I think that that doubt is so such an interesting thing to examine in a character because he's set up as the main antagonist at the beginning of the show, but yeah. he's so quickly humanized. And he's so
1: annoying at the <laughs> yes. beginning of the show. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. But but I do think that he's he's quickly and really nuanced in how he's humanized mm-hmm. in the show. And, and you see him consistently make mistakes and consistently influenced by this horrible upbringing he's had. Mm-hmm. And even with... You know, a character like Iroh, who is so wise, if himself has done some terrible things, he still is able to, you know, be influenced by his upbringing and what he's told he needs to have and what he's always been told he should have and he should be going for. And so I see his doubt as really interesting. And I see him, you know, as he comes and he starts working with the Avatar, he loses his firebending because of that doubt, because he doesn't Mm -hmm. have that mission. And I think that him regaining this mission and do- choosing what he wants to do, losing that doubt, is such a great journey. And it's one of the reasons why Book Three is one of my favorites, if not my favorite, uh, of the seasons, because I think Zuko's journey and is a, is a, is really amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. I always go back and forth between which season's my favorite because they're they're all so excellent. Great. Yeah, yeah. But something that I think that's really interesting with Zuko is that. He actually didn't start out, not at the start of the series, but when we have flashbacks to when he was a kid, Mm -hmm. he actually doesn't have as much doubt. It's really after what happens that that he's banished, right? Mm -hmm. Because even when he was a kid, Azulu was so much better than him at all of the skills and everything. But he was like, oh, well, do you want to see me, you know, Mm. what I learned in class to his grandfather? And if he really doubted himself a ton, he would just be like, I'm oh not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be compared to her. And then when it comes to he's actually in that military meeting and he calls out the, the military leader for the um, for their plan mm-hmm. of basically sacrificing a lot of their firebending um, troops. And he calls that out with such confidence of, Mm -hmm. like, this is wrong. And he knows this is wrong. And it's really after he's banished for it that I think he really starts doubting himself.
0: I wonder if there's a connection between, like, naivete and confidence, you Mm -hmm. know, for him. Where he believes in the goodness of his father and the goodness of the Fire Nation. And Mm -hmm. it's not until that's challenged through the... Oh, what's it called? The something-kai? The Agni-kai, exactly. It's not until it's challenged through the Agni-kai that he starts recognizing that not everything is good in the way that he thought it was, mm-hmm. and that there was a naiveness there. And so maybe that doubt starts festering then, you know, but even at the beginning of, of book one, he doesn't seem very doubtful, but it's mm-hmm. not until he starts... Going against the general and, you know, mm-hmm. working as the the mask demon and things like that because that he starts seeing more of that because there he's not working against the Fire Nation. He's working for himself, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and before he had this goal and it was to resume his rightful place mm-hmm. in the Fire Nation where... Yeah, his role in in that system was clear. Mm-hmm. And then when that's quickly, you know, become not a possibility for him, he has to figure out, well, what is my life about then? And then once his, he's like, oh, maybe the Avatar isn't a bad thing. And Mm. maybe the fire nation is the worst. Um, then he again has to keep coming back to what's right and who am I and, and have all these questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that who am I is so interesting too, because him learning that he is the grandchild, both of the fire Lord and the avatar. Yeah. Just brings more doubt into him, but it does move him into realizing what is right, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, but he definitely doesn't take that immediately to be like, oh, I've learned so much. Like, it just yeah. increases his doubt, increases his his inability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Where he can't understand what to do at first. Um, and that's, that's hard.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hard to watch, but also really, really compelling.
1: Yeah, he has such a great character arc. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm, he's so good. <laughs> um, All right, so what's your plot? So my plot is looking at how doubt really comes in to um the the world in general when they get to bossing say. Hmm. Because book one and through half of book two, their their key is to okay, we're gonna have Aang learn these other techniques or these other elements and then once they find out about the Day of Black Sun, they're like, we got to get to Bossing say and when we get this information to them, then that'll change the course of this war, mm-hmm. and we can defeat the Fire Nation. Then once they get there, so they, they come in with all of this confidence, and then they get there, and they see how everything in this city causes them to doubt, so from the fact that how the city is set up, there's so much injustice. It's not Mm -hmm. this great kingdom that they thought it would be to the actual King himself, who is like the most incompetent person ever to this, like their, uh, like security Mm -hmm. being brainwashing people. And they know that something strange is going on and they don't know what, but they're really scared of it. And, And they're being watched and, like, all of these things. Then also with the fact that you're not allowed to talk about the war Mm. inside the city. And so all of this just makes them doubt so much because their whole plan is completely thrown out. And you also see a lot of characters doubt things, too, from Jet and where his loyalties lie to... uh, Zuko and his and, and Iroh are trying to figure out, you know, a new life for themselves here. Mm-hmm. And so you just start to see all of these different things come out once they get to Ba Sing Se.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I wonder if that actually makes it so, you know, one of the reasons why Azula... Is able to take over mm-hmm. is because of these weaknesses that he's opened up because of this these doubts right because mm-hmm. they don't have a strong foundation and a strong trust in the structures of Bossing Se for good reason yeah but that means that they you know are able to have the Daily, you know be such a strong force because yeah. there's both a doubt like a doubt I think by Team Avatar mm-hmm. in these structures but the city itself has no doubt in mm-hmm. the right of the king and, and what's right and the king mm-hmm. has no doubt that the Dai Li is telling him things correctly mm-hmm. you know
1: but the Dai Li has doubt of the king's abilities oh, so then as soon as Azula is there and shows more competence and power they flock to her yeah
0: even over the leader of the Dai Li. so yeah it's exactly. there's there's a there's no real loyalty or trust there it's mm-hmm. all you know, it's so precarious. And that's why this this city on a hill that is touted as this most amazing place is so easily able to crumble. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And is it actually that amazing or did they just build a good wall?
0: Exactly. (laughs) Build build a good wall and a system in which some people could exploit others and then they could build Mm -hmm. some beautiful things. But that's essentially it.
1: And then as we move into Legend of Korra, Mm -hmm. we see that everything didn't fix itself Mm-mm. after uh and that the the next queen who is just horrendous
0: just the worst
1: yeah she's so bad
0: she's very very terrible
1: yeah what is it that she eats baby sky bison as a delicacy yeah she yeah, yeah. So
0: and yeah she Ugh. has all sorts of like delicacies of like endangered or yeah adorable creatures yeah she's just the worst she's very so
1: yeah it was just so interesting to see that you know the Mm -hmm. there is a good reason for doubt and when those structures weren't just dismantled after the fall of the fire nation it led to a lot of problems that still happened in Korra.
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah nice
0: well i guess we should move on to our compelling questions yes um, so my compelling question is um it also has to do with Zuko. And so Zuko mm-hmm. joins Team Avatar and Zuko here. Exactly. And he <laughs> eventually manages to convince them that he's on their team, but he's you know, there's still holdouts and so For sure. people go on these you know, they kinda of joke about it how they go on these like defining moment journeys with Zuko, you know, they learn about themselves.
1: Trip with Zuko. Exactly.
0: But Toph doesn't go on one, right? She she jokes about that. And then when she eventually is placed with him for a bit, she just, like, keeps talking to him about things and (laughs) he doesn't even, like, take it the same way. So she doesn't really have that same thing. But even before that, she's just excited to go on that trip. And Mm -hmm. so my question is, do you think that, I mean, narratively and according to the actual group dynamics, do you think that, this was because Toph didn't doubt Zuko.
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. And I think the reason that Toph didn't doubt Zuko is because he wasn't chasing them in the same way when when Toph was there because Toph came in partway through season two. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't, have that same oh he's attacking the northern water tribe and he's you know doing all of these different things and obviously he didn't come to (laughs) the southern water tribe and just like they had come a hundred years before or not a hundred years before well many years before and so i think she didn't see or understand the feelings of the rest of the team avatar and as well as, I mean, she has has some ways of like, oh, well, I can tell if you're lying. So mm. <laughs> she knew that he wasn't lying. But yeah, she trusted him from the beginning when everyone else said no. She went out in the dark in the middle of the night to mm-hmm. go um, find him and, and talk with him. And so, yeah, I think she, she really didn't have that same doubt. But yeah, every single one of them had had experiences with Zuko where they saw him do the wrong thing Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And even, I think, the hardest one to convince was Katara because Mm -hmm. she had really had um, compassion on him and was going to try to use the spirit water to heal his face uh, as they talked about both losing their moms and and so yeah she she didn't trust him for a very, very long time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, and I think Toff also has that um more of a pragmatism than mm-hmm. than a lot of the other characters, and so she sees him as a perhaps an imperfect tool or weapon or or help,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: a tool or weapon or help against the fire lord and to get their final like goal. And for her, that's what's important, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think Toph is someone who is willing to let a grudge get in the way of doing what needs to be done. I think that sometimes she will be rude or or treat people in ways that are really difficult. But, like, I also look at the way that, you know, in the last battle, the uh, earthbenders who had been hunting her... Mm-hmm. help them out and she's just like okay cool let's do it you know she's totally to ha- happy to have the hippo um, or, or the boulder like mm-hmm. helping out you know and she in no way holds that against them and I mm-hmm. think uh, that actually might even be I'm just thinking this now but I, that might be because Toph doesn't care like she has yeah. so much confidence in herself so little doubt in herself that she yeah. is the best rock bender the yeah. best earth bender in the world yeah. That she doesn't need to care that these people were hunting her down Because obviously they failed because they were going to Because she's yeah. tough
1: <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like, oh, you caught me Well, I guess I'll make up a new type of bending Exactly
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> And yeah, maybe that's part of it too Well, even if Zuko does betray us in the end Like I'll take him Yeah, yeah exactly Totally
0: <laughs> That's interesting
1: Nice uh, Definitely Okay, so my compelling question is hmm Let me find it. Okay. So do you think that they would have defeated Azula if Azula had had more doubt in her life, like early in her life, like grown up with doubts? Mm.
0: That's interesting because she so clearly unraveled Mm
1: -hmm.
0: during book three, Um, you know, starting from when Zuko left, but really starting from when Mei and Ty Lee... Mm-hmm. betrayed her. Absolutely. And yeah, I think that she wasn't able to handle those betrayals because she had always been so sure that everyone would fear her enough to follow her. Mm-hmm. She'd never been challenged in that way before. And I think that yeah, I could see doubt in some ways making you stronger, you mm-hmm. know. I think that that Zuko Like his resolve in that last battle is more important in part because he's fighting his father, Mm -hmm. but in part because he gained that resolve. He earned it through that doubt, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that did strengthen him in some ways that he had to live a life filled with doubt
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and Azula did not. You know, she was born lucky as, as Zuko says, and I think that maybe that did lead to her unraveling, it led to the fact that once she really started having things that would lead to doubt, she could not... she didn't know how to handle it. And she had no support system, which mm-hmm. I think is the other thing. Zuko at least had Iroh. Um, mm-hmm. You know? But she... Her, the only person who she really had as a support was her father. Mm-hmm. And they did not clearly have a relationship where she could go to him for emotional support. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I guess she had the twins old women who, like, Mm -hmm. took care of her. I forget their names. But she clearly didn't care for them because she, like, fired one of them before, Mm -hmm. you know, right as she became Fire Lord. So... Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and and that was the thing to me, is that once she had certain people betray her, Mm -hmm. like, the only people that for a year or whatever of her life had been constantly there... And supporting her, not necessarily emotionally, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a little bit like on the island or whatnot, um, but had been there supporting in her and her mission and her aspirations and all of these things. And then once they just so quickly turned against her, she started doubting every single Mm. person in her life as she got rid of the Dai Li. She got rid of, yeah, uh, one of those women, but then maybe both of those women, Mm -hmm. and she fired all of the guards. Like, she wanted to get rid of everyone because she just quickly unraveled to a place of severe paranoia. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think that if she had had maybe more doubts growing up, that she had worked through, like her abilities, her skills were clear. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, I don't know that they would have been able to defeat her if she hadn't unraveled. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I yeah. think that maybe that could have been the change versus Zuko gained mm-hmm. confidence as he went throughout his doubts. And and I really do think that doubts can make you a stronger person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, People should be critical of themselves. People should mm-hmm. doubt what they think they know because they may not understand everything. Mm-hmm. And having complete confidence in yourself um, is something that can't always be helpful, you know? Like, you mm-hmm. sh- you should be recognizing that there are other people's experiences that also need to be taken into account mm-hmm. and that other people's work also is is needs to be recognized. And... I think that is Azula's downfall. Is mm-hmm. that she thinks that she's so confident that she will create fear in people that will help control them more than any other emotion that they have.
2: Mm-hmm. She has
0: no idea that they could be motivated by love or by other uh, other emotions and experiences.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think that the same thing goes for not just being critical of yourself and and letting doubts come in sometimes like is this right am i making the right choices is this characteristic in me actually a vice or you know whatever mm. it is but also i think we need to do that of our education of our nation of mm-hmm. our religion like all of these different things of our friendships because we we need to think about these things um and i think if we do our hopefully we come to a place with actual valid resolve rather than blind resolve. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. So what is the missed opportunity Um, that you have brought to us today?
0: For me, a missed opportunity is actually kind of going off of exactly what you're talking about, of how we should doubt our nations and doubt our, you know, everything, Mm -hmm. is the lack of representation of doubt in the fire nation mm-hmm. where yeah we don't see anyone in the fire nation beyond some of the fire sages mm-hmm. um who really doubts that what the fire nation is doing is right
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: and it's not like uh Zuko or Ty Lee or Mei or Azula like are not intelligent and, like, educated, you know? Yeah. Like, they should have the wherewithal to at least have thoughts of when they see terrible things happening that they should be like, is this the right thing to do, you know? And I think that is one thing that Zuko can do
1: mm-hmm. well
0: sometimes, but not yeah. always. And
1: One, I think that's the thing, too, with them is that they didn't turn against Azula because she's wrong mm-hmm. and evil. They turned against her out of loyalty to just Another individual person that they had a relationship with.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And so, whether it be them or other characters that we see, but having doubt within the Fire Nation itself, I think, is kind of... Like, having no doubt within the Fire Nation itself is kind of an issue because we see in both the Water Tribes and in the Earth Kingdom, Mm -hmm. much grander uh, diversity of opinion in Mm -hmm. what is right and what should be done. And people within the Water Tribe are people within the Earth Kingdom who disagree with each other and who have different aims themselves. And the Fire Nation none of that really exists in regards to what the Fire Nation should be doing. You know, the only Mm -hmm. competition is who is going to be the most powerful person within the Fire Nation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: so for me, a missed opportunity is I think that there's a lack of humanization of the Fire Nation. And I think that that's one thing where Korra continues to to disappoint in that, Mm -hmm. you know, she goes to the Fire Nation once the entire time. You know, there's more much, much more mm-hmm. airbending representation even before the new airbenders are chosen yeah. than there is firebender, you know, or and, like, mm-hmm. Fire Nation firebenders. And I think that can be an issue because I would be interested in seeing what the Fire Nation would be like afterwards, you know? If there was, mm-hmm. if it was such a completely devoted way of looking at things, how does that society change?
1: Absolutely. Well, and I think that's the thing, too, is that it would be really nice. To, it would have been really nice to see in Korra because we didn't really get to see hardly anything of the Fire Nation mm-hmm. in Avatar: Less Airbender, and it makes sense of why. Like mm-hmm. story-wise, they're not going to sit and hang out in a place where it's obvious they're not from there, and they're going to get caught. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like they don't spend hardly any time there. So, whereas I completely agree that we should see more doubt of individuals in the Fire Nation. It makes like a little more sense because there's so few characters mm-hmm. that we actually get to interact with from there. But um yeah, yeah, sh- they could do that better. Yeah, sure.
0: just have like a small resistance band of Fire Nation mm-hmm. citizens who yeah. help out in one of the battles, you know, or even like as they're going and they're doing their their battle on the day of black sun Mm
2: -hmm. if they
0: had like spies within the fire nations like we had some fire nation sympathizers Mm -hmm. who were helped us get this information or helping us get Mm -hmm. inside in some way you know
1: although i do realize they did have Zhang Zhang, the fire bending master Mm -hmm. who first taught uh ang that's true Yeah, so you did get to see, okay, there's somebody who left because they thought that this was wrong. Mm -hmm.
0: And Iroh, obviously, did something similar. Yeah. Um, But
1: But we're still not even sure 100% with Iroh where he falls. Like, he doesn't have anything against the Avatar, and he thinks, like... Mm -mm. It's great to learn about other of their nations and everything, but he did serve in the military for quite a long while. Yeah, and, and the only
0: reason he stopped is because his son died. Exactly. And I, I wonder. I would love to know more about Iroh because yeah. I wonder when he joined the White Lotus. You know, mm-hmm. was this something that happened early in his life, and somehow he was still waging war, or was it something that happened later on? Like it did, I did I imagine it did the Jock Jock. You know, like. I I John don't know. John? John John. Okay.
1: <laughs> jock Jock.
0: Jock Jock. Who's Jock Jock?
1: I don't know, it's a French, French fireman. It's close to
0: Jack Jack from Incredibles, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um so yeah, it's that's that's my missed opportunity that I saw.
1: Yours is much better than mine. Mine is of personal interest.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs>
1: Okay, so, as you mentioned before, Zuko started losing his firebending abilities, right? Because mm-hmm. he had used hate or rage or fear, you know, as the source rather than, like, a more pure source. And so they, he went off and learned from the Sun Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. And while they're there, they get to try to learn firebending from the original firebenders which we find out are dragons Mm -hmm. and they are but they have to be judged by those dragons now it was cool okay they did the whole fire dragon dance that they had learned in the temple but I just really thought it would have made it so much stronger if while they were doing that dance and while the dragons were circling, if they had had flashes from the show. Hmm. So if they had had flashes of both Aang and Zuko making loving choices making wrong choices their failures and their doubts like if they'd shown clips of that I think it would have just made it so much richer and so much stronger that like they were actually being judged with all of these problems within the characters themselves Mm. Um, instead of like oh well we love these characters now so they should be judged and like worthy right Uh, but really bringing up all of these things that they've done that have been selfish or fearful or all of these things and and have us... I mean, obviously, we'll still love the characters, but bring a little bit more doubt into our minds, too, of the character's character. Absolutely.
0: And I think that that seeing that, it would have also been powerful for Zuko to, before his judgment is given, to say, I'm not worthy, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Absolutely. For
0: him to really see what he's done and to come to a conclusion of, no, I'm I'm not worthy, but I'm still going to do my best mm-hmm. with what I can. Like, yeah. I, I have not done well so far and there's nothing I can do to change that, but it's still my duty to do what's right now. And yeah. I see that now. And I think, yeah, that would have been a really powerful moment. I think that that episode definitely doesn't have a lot of... Uh,
1: it doesn't have the same like depth and gravitas like, yeah. that it should. Yeah, and I, and think, I that think that would have added it.
0: Totally, totally agree.
1: Yeah, so that's mine. Okay,
0: well, what's your your takeaway? Your lessons learned from this discussion?
1: I think my takeaway is that yeah, if you look at the the whole of Avatar, it really does show that like entertaining doubts is a good thing, hmm. and it can seem like just a simple, cute kids show, but it really does have these really good themes that... Because, I don't know, in our society um, and me growing up in in the Christian church, like doubt is often not seen as a great thing. Mm. And I think doubt can be really good. Um, it can be hard and it can be difficult. And you... But just, like, pushing it away or giving easy answers or any of those things, I think, can be really harmful, actually. Um, not only to a person, but also society and communities and, in general. And just entertaining doubts and being able to sit with them or being able to be fine with the fact that some doubts will never be resolved. Mm. And, and that's okay, too. And maybe that's right. Like, maybe you're not supposed to have answers to everything. Uh, so, yeah, I like that Avatar touches on that too. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, kind of on that note, I think that I agree that uh, that doubting yourself can be, and doubting the things that you know can mm-hmm. be really beneficial. Mm-hmm. But to go back to our quote, I also yeah. think that Avatar says a lot about having people who believe in you and how mm-hmm. that strengthens you. Um, because. Absolutely. While the entire time Zuko doubts himself, Iroh believes in him throughout, you know?
2: Absolutely. And the
0: one time Iroh turns away from him is because he hasn't lived up to that. He hasn't lived up to himself, right? Mm-hmm. It's, I, I think Iroh's less upset because he feels betrayed and more because he feels disappointed, you know? Yeah. And that's his way of holding him to a high standard, to, to the standard he believes Zuko should meet.
1: Absolutely,
0: And even May believes in Zuko in, you know, in the end. And I think that having that belief in him really is what's strengthening for him. Mm-hmm. And that, um, that, that's something that I see too, is that, is that doubting yourself and doubting what, what you believe is to be true is, is essential, but having that support can help make sure that you are on the right path, um, having other people believe in you, and that doesn't necessarily mean believing in the actions that you're doing, mm-hmm. but believe in you and your ability and your, you know, the fact that you can know what is right and you can do something to affect to good change um, if you do what's right, if you
2: mm-hmm.
0: raise yourself to the level that you should be at, um, I think is, is powerful.
1: Well, and I think also we see that that's the difference with, Azula and her group, and Zuko and his, because Mei and Tai Lee, if they're going to s- support Azula or they're going to say good things to her or compliment her on this or that or follow her, is it because they believe in her? I would say no. They might have believed in her abilities because mm-hmm. they're not dumb <laughs> and she no. is super talented, but like that's the point. Like, if they say those things, what is that actually? Add to her because she she can't really trust them at the end of the mm-hmm. day uh, because they can't trust her. But for Zuko, he can trust Iroh because when he does completely lose himself and for a while he had been struggling with what is the right thing to do, what is the right thing to do, and then when he made the decision and he made the wrong one, Iroh was like no, I'm turning my back on you now at Mm -hmm. this point. Like, not forever, but for now. And I think that was the thing. Like, he could trust Iroh and trust Iroh's belief in him because Iroh wasn't the type of person that would just, like, say nice things and, you know, say they believe in him. But he actually puts it into action even when that action's hard. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the thing. It's like when you have real friends they can help you along the way
0: yeah absolutely yeah yeah such a good show
1: yeah Mm, love it
0: well uh why don't we get ready for what we're doing next time
1: yeah so we are gonna circle back around to star wars right Mm -hmm. and let me see what topic we're gonna do we are gonna do class
0: interesting class in star wars yeah and so when we say class we're not talking about like acting classy or something like that we're, mm-hmm. we're talking where that comes from of the ideas of social or economic classes and, mm-hmm. and how we see that related in star wars um that'll be a very interesting that one.
1: will be interesting yeah it's not not that it's not there it's not like the most overly apparent one mm-hmm. like harry potter would be like oh yeah absolutely of course. but yeah it will be interesting all right Well,
0: so next time, class in Star Wars.
1: Sounds good. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Geek Between the Lines. You can find us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. We really appreciate all the the likes and comments that you've given us. And any reviews that you'd want to give us on Apple Podcasts would be even more appreciated. Because that's really, really helpful in us getting new listeners. And we'd love to have as many listeners as we can. You can also go to our website, bit.ly slash geekbetween the lines, or go to our Patreon site at patreon.com slash Between the lines. We also want to thank Kimberly Taylor Pastel at Lacelet for designing our logo. Find her at lacelet.com. That's L A C E L I T.com. So we'll see you next week. Until then, geek out! out.